Hello, everybody, and welcome to Ben and Chris Live Football. I'm Chris. And I'm Ben. And we are here to bring you our opinions on the news, notes, and happenings from around the NFL. And with the conference championships a mere days away, what else could we have to possibly talk about? I mean, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Antonio freaking Brown. Oh, because yeah. he can't not be crazy all the time. Well, in all fairness, this particular day, it's not A.B. making news. But it was something Handy did to cause this breaking news. Well, that would be him saying, making the news. I'm yeah. just saying. He didn't cause it today. Well, no, but it's a direct re- direct response to his ridiculous actions. Yes. Again. Again. And the news is, is that his faithful agent, Drew Rosenhaus. An agent now, a sports agent. Who has been with him the entire time. Through all of this, all this nonsense throughout the past year with him. The trade. The helmet issue. The foot issue. The release. The Patriot release. The allegations. Everything. It took what happened the other day with the LAPD and his profane latent tirade to the police whilst his See, let's, wife... Let's enlighten them a little bit if they're, having, if they're not up to date on the news here. Okay, fair enough. Let me backtrack just a little bit. AB's um, children's mother was trying to pick up the children. And apparently she tried to take the Bentley, and he was having none of that. So he called the police. Uh, They took her away with the kids in a police car. Uh, He had a very, very profane latent um, Instagram post. uh, Being very unkind to his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend and the police department. So this is after running out into the street after everybody left, swearing and yelling yes. at the cops. Yes, he was uh, he was playing the old Texas tough guy. Um, uh, after everyone was gone, that's when you got to go out in the street and act really tough. Um, and then of course the next day, the um, I believe it was the LAPD's Police Athletic League severed uh, ties and returned all donations to one Mister Antonio Brown. Do you know how crazy you have to be? And mind you, today also his attorney announced that he had severed ties with Antonio Brown. Correct. You have a sports agent, an attorney, and a government agency, literally the three most soulless, careless beings or groups on the face of the earth. Yeah. And they've looked at this guy collectively over the course of the last three days and went, nah, dude, we don't want no no part of you. We're done. You want to give us money? We don't want it. You want us to represent you? We don't want it. His lawyer, who has more than enough. I mean, he could probably feed his family for three generations. Just not the commission he's going to make from Antonio Brown acting like a fool. Right. Walked away. He's like, no, this, this guy's too much. I'm done. What happened to this guy? Right, he's, he's, he's literally lost it. He's lost his damn mind. And I don't even, I'm not even trying to make fun of him anymore. It was fun at first. Now it's like... You know there's got to be people in his life. We just talked about this before we started recording. There has to be people who've made an effort to help him on some level. I mean, he continuously um, tweets at and Instagram posts um, insults to Juju Smith-Schuster. Who Derek did nothing Carr, to him. Right. Derek Carr, who did absolutely nothing, nothing but tried to accept him. I mean, he did it to Robert Kraft after he got released and then... Tried to apologize to get his way back in there when he realized he wasn't going to get that guaranteed money. And he insulted the... He would say he didn't insult them, but I think he did. He insulted the Saints after he he was brought in for a workout, calling it a uh, just a show. It's, it's sad. I believe people tried to help him. Drew, I would believe, even though I don't trust what agents say, I believe he tried to help him, and he was just done. Because Drew's got other agents to uh, other clients to worry about. He can't spend all his time trying to figure out what's wrong with Antonio Brown. No. 
And he's probably, I don't know this for sure, but I'm guessing he's probably tried to get him into a therapist to see what's going on. Oh, you would think somebody along the line would have. But, I mean, I mean clearly nothing's working, after, especially after that profane latent uh, Instagram post a few days ago. Just tells me he's off the deep end, and unless there's somebody in his life that can take him by the the shoulder and say, "Look, you gotta you gotta be back on the straight and narrow because you're going down a bad path." Because right now there is not there is not a team in the NFL. There's not a team in no. the CFL. Chris, Only the XFL even, would touch this guy I at was this point. Say, not even the XFL would even approach him about with uh, with a contract. He is such cancer right now that people are walking away who are just getting money from him, and it's just that. It's yeah, just pe- people it's who are just, just <laughs> lawyers, agents, people who could just this just. Take this guy for a lot of money, or I'm just fed up with it. I'm not doing it. Where this guy came from? He was a great story. Yeah, a sixth round pick, and turned himself into. Make no mistake about it. When Antonio Brown's on his game, he is the best receiver in football, in my opinion. Now, maybe over the last few years, you could argue that point, but there was a couple years stretch there where you could not argue that he was the guy. At least in my opinion. Yeah. And he just I, – I, somebody said earlier in the year that after that Vontez perfect hit in the playoff a few, playoffs a few years ago, he just was never the same. But he had a couple of years in there still even in between now where he was fine. He wasn't doing crap like this. And I don't know if it's just the money went to his head, the fame, the power, whatever he had. It just went to his head, and he clearly could not handle it, could not find a way to manage it. Maybe the best thing for this guy – is to just go away. Yeah. Be done with it all. Go move somewhere really quiet. Close your Twitter account. Shut down your Instagram. Don't use smoke signals to communicate with anybody. Go away for a while and clear your head because clearly whatever's going around up there is not putting you in a good position. And if I'm him, I downsize now. Downsize now. And when I mean downsize, I mean... If you got 15 cars, sorry, I, I get it, A.B., you want to be all flash and, and, and awe and, and you want to impress everybody, cut it down to, like, one car. Cut yourself down to maybe a house that's a decent size that you can live in off the money because you're going you're gonna to get your guaranteed money from the Raiders. You're going to get the guaranteed money from the Patriots, okay? there's it's, it's been clear as day, no matter what happens outside of football, it's clear as day that the, he's probably going to get his guaranteed money from them. I don't think he's going to get his guaranteed money from the Raiders. I think he will. I think he'll get both. Because they, they have proof of him asking for his release. So that doesn't... I, we'll, we'll have to see. Cause you know what would be really helpful to help him get that guaranteed a money? Lawyer. An attorney who just left him because he's too damn crazy. But and the union's going to have to is going to have to support him in some way because you can't just... Even though he's not on a team, he's still in the union. If sure. he's still paying his dues, they're still going to support him in some manner, and they're not going to want to just set a precedent for other players down the road to get their guaranteed money denied because of something maybe similar. But it just it just seems like he'll get his guaranteed money. Just take stock of what you are and who you are. Downsize to something reasonable because, honestly, you're, you're not, not making more money. You're at football. not going to make more. You're not money. making any more money at football, dude. You're done. No, nobody's nobody's going to want you as a an analyst on a a set. Nobody's going to want you announcing games. No one's going to want you as a a play by play guy. No, nobody's going to want you anywhere. You're you're not going to be able to go back, and you can't go back to Pittsburgh to do anything there because you're. You burned that bridge. You're a top receiver in your prime, and you literally burned every single bridge you could. Now, like I said, I, I don't think he'll end up, because of the proof they have of him asking for his release from Oakland, I don't think he'll get all at least all of that money. The New England guaranteed money he'll get. Yeah. 
because and I'm a Patriots fan, but they signed that contract and then they released him. Yep. Now, regardless of the reason, he wasn't convicted of anything. So it's not like they can kind of get out of it like they did with the Aaron Hernandez situation. And even in, they didn't even get out of all that. They still had to pay some of that oh, yeah, out. They did. Yeah. But there's no way they can say, oh, well, he allegedly did this, so we're not going to pay him that money. Robert Kraft can say all he wants. He's not signing that check. That's okay. Someone else in the front office will because they're, they're going to have to pay him that guaranteed money. Okay. The, the union will not let that down. No. So. And honestly, I wouldn't either. A contract's a contract. Regardless of the reason, if you sign it, you have to own up to it. I mean, it just it's just, to me, he just has to go back. And I, I saw the, I saw the uh, Instagram post when he got released by the Raiders. First person he called was his grandma. Yeah, grandma's got to talk to her Maybe boy. Maybe grandma's got to sit down and calm down. But here's the thing. How much is he telling grandma? What does grandma know? I'm sure grandma has Instagram. I hope so. Maybe she, not, but I'm, she, I'm sure she, somebody. I'm sure some. I don't know if she's in a senior home or whatever, but like, I I I'm sure I, somebody somewhere has shown her, her grandson, going out of his damn mind on any form of social media because he's been losing it for about a year now. <laughs> I would hope. But the way he's going, man, it just seems like he's got a bunch of yes, man. In his in his corner, and it it's it's not looking good for AB. So just I don't even know if he has a bunch of yes men anymore. I think he did. Who's oh. your biggest yes man of all? Who's your hype man? Your agent. That's a guy who hypes everyone up for you and gets you going, gets everyone going for you. And that guy just left. Well, I mean, a bunch of people got yes men as as their buddies because they want to leech off of. Oh yeah, sure. The star. But I don't know, man. <coughs> let's uh, let's uh, do what the NFL wishes they could do and put Antonio Brown behind us. Yep. At least the way he does the next stupid thing. And talk about actual football on the field. Want to start with the NFC Championship game? Yeah, I'd love Coming to. up this weekend? Absolutely. Would. Green Bay Packers against San Francisco 49ers. That should be a pretty good one. It should be. On paper. Um, It's interesting because Matt LaFleur... It's his first chance at a championship game. Uh, a Rod is uh, one and two in championship games, and it's that a- one. A Rod, sorry, I call him A Rod, but I can you can call no. him A Rod. Uh, it is interesting though. Rodgers is nine and seven in the playoffs, and that's the best record. Not the best record, which this, stands this, to my point that he's overrated. It's a fair. It's a fair assessment of of, of Rodgers. Uh, Jimmy and, and Shanahan, this is their first as quarterback head coach. Obviously, Shanahan was OC with the Falcons when they lost to the Patriots. How did they do that with a 28-3 lead? Uh, they pulled it off oh, ma- magically. Uh, I, I, I'm interested in not so much in Jimmy and Shanahan and the 49ers because we see what they are. Yeah, they, they know, know who they are. are. Can can the Packers win ugly like they have been for most of the year? Not against San Fran. That's my problem. Not against San Fran's too good. They're I, too good. They're too healthy. I like what Matt LaFleur is doing. He's sure. taking a prolific passer in our time, and he's yeah. basically telling him he's, he's upper echelon of passers. In, in our, he's the top tier of the... Second tier. Second tier, yes. And and anyone wants to debate that, that's fine. Sure. But he took a he took a, a upper echelon passer and said, We're gonna run the ball. And that's our focus. And that's why we're gonna win games. We're gonna win by running the ball, playing defense. And that's perfect in Green Bay. Brought in some really nice defensive players too. Right. They spent a lot of money on defense. They spent some money on offense. They brought they spent some draft capital on defense. They got a nice team. They're going up against the juggernaut, though. The 49ers are going to be tough, especially in San Francisco. There's only, I personally feel, that either AFC team would put up a really good fight against the 49ers. I don't think the Packers will. I think they may come out, they may come out hot and put a, score a touchdown on the first drive or something. 
I don't know, man. I just don't. And I say, keep in mind, I say when I say Aaron Rodgers is overrated, that's on the scale of how some people perceive him. Some people have called him the greatest quarterback of all time. Which is a mistake. Which is just absolutely absurd to me. You're talking greatest quarterbacks ever, pure quarterbacks. You're talking guys like Marino, Elway, Montana. And I know Marino didn't win a ring. I get it. But go watch that guy play in his prime and say he wasn't great. Uh, Brady, even Drew Brees, who I know he has guys like Michael Thomas now, but he didn't always have that. He didn't always have Thomas and Kamara. I, I know I'm forgetting some people too, but I just don't put Rodgers in that category. Because here, and Here's my biggest problem with him. It's always someone else's fault. Oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers is never to blame, even when it's Aaron Rodgers messing up. I would say Aaron Rodgers is very similar to Kyrie Irving. Is they blame... They either blame other people or they make statements like, well, we need pieces to add to this team. Yes. To make it better. Not, what can I do to make it better? Because they're incapable of doing it. Right. It's their problem. They can't put themselves... You ever see Peyton Manning when the Colts are struggling? Blaming everybody else? The only time I ever saw him do anything like that was when Vanderjack kept running his mouth and he made the idiot kicker got liquored up comment at the Pro Bowl, which I thought was really funny. I mean, I mean, as a as a uh, ardent Manning hater, that was funny. That was funny. And, uh, I mean, you never saw Manning go out there and say, well, I'm going to blame Tony Dungy for this and uh, we got to get rid of the coaching staff and uh, we need better this, we need better that. It's, I have to play better. Right. Same thing with Drew Brees. Same thing with Tom Brady. I mean, that's yeah, an mean, interesting point you brought up, though, about green, about the competition. I agree. I look at Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. If it's Tennessee against Green Bay, and that's not my pick, and just saying for instance, Tennessee is just going to run the ball down their throat. Yeah, they won't be able to stop them. And defense, defensively, Green uh, Green Bay might have issues. They might score a little bit, but it seems like Tennessee might would probably do the same thing they did to. The Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens. Kansas City, we know what's going to happen. They're going to go up and down the field. Like, you have to have an a epic defense, which I would say San Francisco is really up there. Yeah, now that they're healthy especially. Or, or you have a really, really good defense and a really strong running game, which is what Tennessee has. Tennessee, yeah. Green Bay just seems like it's the odd man out in this foursome right here. Mm-hmm. That just that just looks like it. Um, so I'll say I think Matt Lafleur will put a good game plan out there. It's a good. This is his first year. I believe so. Uh, this is his first year. Yeah. It's a good first year. It's a good. It's a good. First step for him. Totally. You need to build on it. You need to expand the offense more. And you need to keep building that defense. And as much as Mike Pettin failed in Cleveland, he's ha- he has a upper echelon defense. And let's, not, let's be honest, they've, they've won him a couple games this year. You keep building it next year, come back, Maybe you're the juggernaut because now you have Aaron Rodgers' second season in the system, building more pieces, building more of the offense, and maybe, just maybe, you can get that extra piece to complement Devontae Adams. And look at look at when each of these teams struggled this season. When the 49ers, they lost to Baltimore. Yep, Baltimore was a juggernaut in the regular season, but... Not making excuses because injuries happen, but they do affect teams' game plans. But we can't deny that. San Fran had some key members of that defense hurt when they played Baltimore. Again, not an excuse. They lost the game, but you have to take that into consideration. When uh, they played Seattle the first time when they got their first loss, Seattle was rolling. Seattle was probably the best team in football at that point. Russell Wilson looked like the MVP. At least him and Lamar Jackson were neck and neck. Right, that was the... Probably the last week we yeah discussed. the last week it was debatable, and uh, Tyler Lockett looked like he could have been you know the leading receiver for the the season the way he was going. DK Metcalf was coming on, 
uh, and, and the running game for Seattle was just at another level. Russell Wilson was running. Chris Carson was running. Penny was running. Everybody was killing it. And that's the only time San Fran was really in danger was either when they'd had their key players injured. When they had their when they had their team the way they wanted it, they looked really dangerous. Yeah. And they are a defense that can put a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers. They can stop Aaron Jones from running the ball. And I you know, I was wrong about Aaron Jones. He isn't the best running back pure running back in the world. But when you add in the rushing and receiving abilities, very nice running back. Very nice running back. I wouldn't put him up there with like Saquon or CMC, but he's very, very good. He's not rushing the ball against his team. There's no way. And and San Francisco's got enough of a secondary where they can figure it out. And I don't think and obviously we see what Green Bay is doing with Devontae Adams. They're moving him around. They're putting him in the slot. They're putting him out outside. So, obviously, I personally wouldn't – I would try to avoid putting Richard Sherman on him just because he might toast him. Well, it's going to depend what side of the field he's on. Right, because we – as we know, Richard Sherman plays one side of the field. You know, as good as Sherman is, yeah, he's not – he only goes one – he only he only, <laughs> he only defends one part of the field. That's right. it. Which is what he learned in Seattle, which is right. what Seattle does. They, they – one guy on one side, one guy on the other, and whoever comes is whoever comes. So, they might have to – Mix some coverages, put somebody, put a safety over the top in the event that Devontae is trying to take the top off the defense. But which he can and will. Which he can and will. Yeah, we absolutely. But to my point, I brought up a few minutes ago. There's no second piece. No. And Jimmy Graham, as decent as he's played, 49ers have some linebackers that can cover. And Jimmy's not Jimmy. Jimmy's not Jimmy from Saints. No. Jimmy's just, he's okay. Jimmy's a nice tight end. He's certainly nicer than anything the Patriots had this season. Right. But, I mean, yeah, he's not hes not that guy from six, seven, eight years ago who was just a monster. Like, you look at Jimmy Graham and you're like, God, we got to play this guy. Oh, my God. How are you going to stop him? He's good for 10 catches and 100 yards every week. He just hasn't been that guy in a long time. And maybe, maybe the Packers are a year ahead of – what you would call the plan, you know. And they got fortuitous because Seattle, to your, what you brought up, lost their entire stable of running backs. Seattle has Chris Carson. We're probably talking about Seattle-San Francisco. I think three. we are, honestly, yeah. Uh, but and they, a much more competitive game, by the way. Right. But this is a good building block for Green Bay. But you're not. You're just not gonna. I just don't see how San Francisco is gonna lose to Green Bay this weekend. Yeah, I don't. I don't see if, if Green Bay plays their game the way they want to play it. Because Green Bay struggled against way too many subpar teams. There were a lot of games that they should have just come out if they were the team that everybody's acting like they are. They should have never lost to the LA Chargers. They almost lost to Detroit. I mean, yeah, almost lost to Detroit. I mean, they they lost or almost lost to a lot of. A lot of games, and that's winning ugly. And they're there; they were good with that. But winning ugly gets you only so far. Yeah. Some point you got to be able to put your throat on the neck of your opponent and finish the job. And and you don't have a dominant side of the ball. If you had a dominant side of the ball, winning ugly sometimes is okay. But they just their offense doesn't click like they want it to, and their defense is okay. It's just okay. And what I was saying earlier about the health of the team, if we were still talking about injured linebackers and Richard Sherman not being Richard Sherman, then you can say, okay, well, Aaron Jones is going to be able to get some intermediate passes, maybe able to bring up a few runs. Uh, Devontae Adams can take the top off the defense. I still think Adams will have a fine game. I think he's he's a great receiver. He might end up with the touchdown on the first drive. Uh, But... I mean, even if he goes, you know, uh, you know, ten for one sixty like he did last week or whatever, I I don't, I still don't see Green Bay putting points on the board. It's just going to be you know empty yards in the middle of the field. But with his defense fully healthy, Aaron Jones is not going to be a factor. None of their other, you may get a nice a nice long pass if they're double covering Devontae and and somebody 
you know, messes up a coverage. Maybe MVS, who they seem allergic to throwing to. Well, they threw it to him last week. Yeah, like once. This guy, this guy could be. This guy could be, a really high level receiver, at least a wide receiver too, on a lot of teams. And they just they cannot seem to get him through there. Geronimo Allison is okay, but it's Devontae Adams is here now, so let's just force him the ball, which is okay most of the time. But when you have a team with this level of defense, you're about to play this Sunday, yeah. and they know that's what you're doing. You're in trouble because Aaron Rodgers doesn't scramble like he did four or five years ago. They can't, they're not able to run the ball against them, and their only real receiving weapon, they're not going to have time to get the ball to them. Exactly. They're, they're just they're, that defensive line, because it might not even be the secondary playing so great. It, it's what happened to the Patriots in 07 and 11. The Giants' defensive line got to him. Yeah. They didn't have – those two years, they didn't have earth-shattering secondaries. They had a defensive line and a game plan that mm-hmm. got to Tom. They stuck to the game plan. They had a great line. You a can see – you can see, especially when you've littered your front defensive line with multiple first-round picks because for the longest time, the 49ers sucked. sucked. And even Jimmy came out and said, I guess, this week – He'll take the torn ACL if it meant getting Joey Bosa. Yeah. Which Makes seems sense. like a good deal, apparently. But you you, you littered yourself with a, a first-round studs all across that front line. This is your shot, though. San Francisco, this is your shot. Because these first-round picks, they're going to start needing to get paid. Yeah. And even though Bosa just got here... He's getting top five money, top three. He might be in the second pick. He was the second pick, yeah. You're going to start seeing these boys get, need to get paid, and you're going to start losing some of them. And that rotation that they like to use might not be able to happen. Here's so, the thing, though. I, 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 yeah. You need, you need to cash in on this one mm-hmm. because Matt LaFleur and, and Rodgers, I think, first off, we, we say this all the time. You know, this fan base is loyal. This fan base is loyal. Green Bay's fan base not only is loyal, they're the owners. Yeah. It's strange as it is. They're the only team that the – And they're smart fans. They know their football. Right. Like, you're not you, – Matt LaFleur is not going anywhere. No. And I don't think Rodgers is ready to retire. No, Rodgers is a while off. They're, they're building. And you're in the same division with the Lions, which are the Lions. Yeah. The Vikings, who seem to go up and down, up and down, and they have Kirk Cousins as quarterback, so they're no threat. And if you you are a Kirk Cousins fan, okay, I will I uh, cede you to last week's uh, tape and have a nice night. If you're a Kirk Cousins fan, I cede you to last night's tape and his previous two years with the team, besides last week or two weeks ago. And let's not forget the Chicago Bears Ugh. and Mitch and Mitchie. So Mitchie three picks. You have the division, okay. So you can build. Jimmy and, and, and um, Kyle, they've been there for a few years. And I'm not saying they're going to get the boot after this year if they don't make it. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying if they lose in Super Bowl, they're going to get the boot. But there's only so many chances. Because what happens if Baltimore comes back next year? Same team, new, you know, improved. You got Minnesota, maybe they... Fix their problem with the quarterback, maybe if ever. Um, Seattle comes back with Chris Carson. Well, what you're talking about isn't a matter of people getting the boot and getting fired. You're talking about just contracts being up and free agency, and that's what it is. An I opportunity. Mean, this right. is your opportunity. And I, I'll probably say the same thing about um, Tennessee as far as opportunity. San Francisco need to take an opportunity, take this opportunity, and win it because you might not have. This chance between contracts and other teams not performing to what they expected. Because it should have, by all means, getting to the playoffs, it was supposed to be San Francisco and Baltimore. But you had so much competition in in the NFC that it, it seemed like it was going to be a fight to the end. And San Francisco, I don't think, have had a fight yet. 
since they smashed Minnesota and they got a first-round bye. And I think this one's going to be a nice, you know. I think it'll be a pretty solid victory lap before, it, the, it's before a, the Super Bowl, yeah. I'll call it a hat and T-shirt day because that's what it, it, it's going to be. Now they're going to – they need to work and they need to make sure they're on their game, but it should be fairly – Relatively easy for San Francisco to put away Green Bay early and just put them to bed, get ready for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it'll be tough for Green Bay to really do much, as I've stated for the previous 20 minutes. But I think as far as your point about this being their shot, I know you're not saying they have no chance after this, but I, I have quite a bit of faith in Kyle Shanahan's ability to put together a team and John Lynch also uh, has done a tremendous job. I know I know people can say, well, it's not too hard with a top five pick every year. No, it really is. Because how long were the Browns just piss poor? How long were the Bengals awful? How long were any of these teams over the course of the last decade who've had, you know, uh, top, top five or ten picks seemingly annually, and they're still scraping the bottom of the barrel at five and 11 tops? And let's remember something else. Um, their, their second quarter, I, and I apologize, I don't know his name. And their third corner, again, I apologize, I don't remember his name, but I've seen him throughout the year. Greenlaw and Warner. <clears throat> All those guys are not first-round picks. Oh, for San Fran. For San Fran. Yeah, no. No, they put together a good team. You, you drafted in the first round. You hit on your first-round picks, as you should. Bill, pay attention. You also hit in your deeper rounds, and that and that that just helps your team build the entire foundation instead of one side of the ball. Are you suggesting the greatest coach in NFL history needs to take advice from the 49ers on how to draft? Just in the first round. And what about Vince Wilfork? Oh, what about I, Logan I, Mankins? Recent history. Recent history okay. has not produced. Isaiah Wynn wasn't a bust. He got hurt. He, I'm not talking about Isaiah Wynn yet. And I'm not even talking about Nikhil Harry. I'm talking about a little bit before that. Well, they keep, but they got him blamed for like six things. They've lost first-round picks along the way there. So you can't have you can't have vacant as a uh, a first-round pick. And their second-round pick from last year, where is he at? Uh-huh. He's in Denver. Okay. Trading him away. So okay. you, just, you just need to – that's what you need to do to build a great team is not just – and that's why I'm, I'm trying to help your point. I know I'm burning the Patriots, but I'm trying to help your point on you can't just look at the first-round picks. No. Because you, if you think – and this is what part of the Browns' problems is. Part. I say part. There's a lot more there. You can't just build a team on the first-round picks. You, get, you need to draft second, third, fourth, fifth. Perhaps Six, sixth round seventh, players. Undrafted. Yeah. You need those so that you can build the entire team up. Because you can't spend, you can't have five first round picks and just spend all that money on them because that's going to take up a ton of your cap. People who think the Raiders and Dolphins are just going to be studs this year all of a sudden because of all these first round picks are kidding themselves. We have to have, the, it's going to have to be, to your point, the right fit, the right, uh, the right mentality of the player. Willingness to do things they may not have done in college, as far as oh I I didn't I didn't block this position in college. Well, you're going to do it now in the pros, right? Like you know, and some players are, and they you know they fit in just fine, which is where a lot of times you see dominant college players not able to transition, but you see mediocre college players come in and excel because they're more willing to be like oh well I want my opportunity so I'm going to do whatever I need to do, and yeah. all of a sudden they're stars. And some of them cut their teeth on. Um, special teams. I take example Mike Vrabel, yeah. the head coach of the Tennessee Titans. Got cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers, signed with the Patriots, was a special teamer, worked his way up, caught touchdowns in the Super Bowl as a, mm-hmm. a tight end. But he was also one of the greatest linebackers with the Patriots. Yeah, during it, during that time span, yeah, he yeah. was phenomenal. So you you just you you can't just if you're gonna if you're gonna Crap on the the 49ers for having first round picks and high priced talent. You got to look at the entire draft and see what they've done, and you got to say Lynch has done a damn good job of building a team through the draft. 
working with Kyle Shanahan on what he wants in players. Did they miss on uh, Jarek McKinnon? Oh, they whiffed hard on Jarek McKinnon. Oh, I don't know. I think it was a good sign. No, I I, I get what you're saying, but, like, that was injury. That wasn't – I think if Jarek McKinnon stays healthy, it was a fine signing. But it hasn't produced. No, it hasn't. But because they managed their money well and they drafted precisely, they were able to – Add on to it with Tevin Coleman, not a high price free agent, but you had to get you had to give him some dollars. And when you he's drafted, he's done okay for him. And you got uh, Mostert, mm-hmm. you got Burita under. I think they're uh, still undrafted. I think they're undrafted uh, contracts or they're low. Jeff contract. Wilson Jr. comes out of nowhere when the other two guys, when Burita and uh, Coleman were hurt earlier this year. Yep. Him and Mostert carried that backfield like they were two starting studs. Because the game plan is good, the line is good, the management, the coaching, everything there is good. They have put together a really solid culture. And the reason I think they'll be okay for a few years to come at least, you know, once free agency hits, you never know. You can only work with what you have. I said this last show, the San Francisco 49ers know who the hell they are. They know who they are. They're not confused. They're not, are we going to run, are we going to pass? No, no, no. They're going to play solid defense. They're going to run the ball. And, yeah, they'll have their 300-yard games in there once in a while passing. Jimmy G doesn't have to be Drew Brees. No. Jimmy G just has to not be like Geno Smith. Oh, yeah, you know, he can go out. He can do it. Him and Tannehill doing the same thing. Throwing for 80 or 90 yards a game. Well, okay, Tannehill for the first two. And and that's all they've had to do. They did what they had to do when they had to do it. That's all you got to do? That's all you have to do. Especially in the playoffs. You just... Use your winning formula to win. All right, so now that we've who'd uh, who did you pick? Yeah, we've kind of picked this game apart. Let's uh, let's do our banker tank. Yeah, who did you pick? I have San Fran winning. I have San Fran then too. I, I don't think that I can't, I can't see a world where San Fran shows up to play this game and they don't win. What do you have for the score? So I know I've talked about how they're going to put them away early. My score is not indicative of that. Uh, I went thirty-two twenty-six. Mm, okay, I got twenty-three thirteen. Obviously, San Fran. I got Aaron Rodgers as the leading passer. I got Jimmy. Okay. I got Tevin Coleman as the leading rusher. And I'm going to go with uh, Mostert. Okay. And I have the guy everybody seems to be so worried about today. I have George Kittle as the leading receiver. But is he healthy? Doesn't matter. It's George Kittle. Okay. Fair enough. George Uh, Kittle on one leg could get 12 for 125 and two touchdowns. And I'm going to go with uh, Sir Devontae Adams. Okay. It's probably probably... what it will end up being, but I figured I'd go with Kittle. I mean, mine's mine's pretty stock picks, um, but I feel like I I feel strongly that that's going to be the the leaders, and we'll have to see who picks what over the next few days. Yeah, uh, but it, it'll be interesting to see who plays off of that. But uh, honestly, um, we enjoy playing it, but really, it doesn't matter for us at this juncture. Right. Um, it'll be interesting to see if other people duplicate what I what I put up. Because I think um, I wouldn't have to. You, win. you might have some. Some people might have some variations of what you pick, but I think you might stand out with a couple of your picks. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's always good. Um, on to the AFC. On to the AFC. Tennessee Titans, the sixth seed, going against Kansas City Chiefs, who played a solid three quarters last week. Yes, they did. Now, here's the problem: they don't play four. They're not moving on. Um. Boy, Tennessee's on a roll, and I don't like Kansas City's defense. I think I've been opposed to their defense the entire year, and I get some stats have been in their favor. Let me throw three at you. Kansas City, Kansas City in the regular season, against the, uh, against the run, total yards, 25th. Oof. Average per carry. 28th yards rush yards per game 25th well and they're facing Derrick Henry so you know what that means he's gonna feel like 15 rushes for 12 yards no that's not, I don't <laughs> think that's gonna happen no, I, I don't think either. I think but it, it does kind of set up like one of those games where if you saw a crazy line after the monster he's been the last two weeks if he came out and was like I've run the ball 35 times the last two weeks I got nothing left 
and ended up running like 15 times for less yardage than he had carries, it'd be like, oh, man, I've seen that happen before. And somehow I don't think – I think he's got plenty in the tank. No, I do too. I um, think he's going to be fine. So, fortunate for Green Bay and San Francisco, they didn't play this year. Or did they? Did Green they? Bay and San Fran? Did they play this year? I don't know. I remember. I know Tennessee and Kansas Probably City. Probably something we should have researched. Before we I, well, I researched the other one, though. Kansas City, I knew Kansas City and Tennessee played. Yeah, yeah, that was a good game, too. T- Tennessee won 35-32. On a last-minute block field goal. Uh, Derrick Henry had a buck 88 and two touchdowns. Oof. He ran all over the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, of course, we know Kansas City's offense can light up the score. Proven last week that within a matter of what was it, what is it? It was uh, five game minutes, but... 12 real minutes in real life. Yes. They put up 28 points. That is disturbing. But Tennessee, now they've done it to New England, and they've done it to Baltimore. They get the ball, and they hold on to it for long periods of time. We're talking eight, nine, ten-minute drives that can make your offense, if you're Kansas City, go a little cold. Uh, albeit McCarl Harmon or, or Tyreek Hill catch a little bubble screen and slip through, they're gone, and we have a whole different story. It's just it's impressive that Tennessee just gets the ball and just manages to drive it down the field, eat up time, and you could literally see six possessions in the entire game. For one team. And I think that's indicative of what Mike Rabel has indoctrinated into the Tennessee Titans on offense and defense. What he's instilled in every player. And and I think uh, Derrick Henry said it best is he's just focused on they're just focused on the next game. And that's this game. It's gonna be a real tough game for Kansas City. Tennessee is just so sound with everything they do. I mean, and I, I know it's easy to say after watching the last two weeks. Uh, but to answer your question real quick about San Fran yep. and Green Bay, they played in Week 12, and the 49ers won 37-8. So that okay. was uh, not Green Bay's finest showing, but uh, that's what happened. That's called losing ugly. That's called you scored... A, a, a touchdown to save face in garbage time and a one for two. Um, but th- they're so incredibly sound. They just look like they're not phased by anything. And you saw that a couple times during the season where they were down by quite a bit. And then Tannehill came back and had a nice passing game when he was running the ball around. And he completely changed the culture of that offense. Derrick Henry was already coming on much stronger last couple games of last year and this season. I think I agree with what you said earlier. He has plenty left in the tank. Tannehill can throw for more if he has to, and this is not a defense he's going to have a lot of trouble throwing against. And they have enough pieces in the passing game, plus one of the favorites for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yes. is And, and even though Derrick Henry doesn't catch the ball a lot, if you throw the ball on a screen pass to Derrick Henry and he's got a guard and a center in front of him, well, he's a tank himself. Yes. He's taken it for a very, very large chunk of yards. So they can do it. But I don't think they want to do it. They don't want They don't want to get in a shootout with Kansas City. No, that's not who they are. Because they ain't going to win. No. I guarantee you, they will not. If they start, if we start seeing click, 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 click on the points, it's, it's going to be in Kansas City's favor. And here's the thing. If, if Kansas City gets up by big early, it's, it's over. Yeah. Because I, Tennessee is built to maintain the lead. And if it's, you know, it's 10 points, then maybe, you know, that's not impossible. But if we see them go down two or three scores, I, I, I just don't think with a pure passing game, Tennessee can come back even against a mediocre Kansas City defense and, and, and score those kind of points. Especially if, if Andy Reid's figured out the well, defense. Let me stop you right there. He figured it out last week. Doesn't figure anything out in the playoffs. He did figure it out last week, but yeah, against Houston. In who... all fairness, um, what I heard a stat earlier, and it, it was stunning. It was I want I'm, I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. 
He was he's like journalism four, at its finest. He's like four and seven in his in, in the last like eleven games in the playoffs. Yeah, I think it was two or three of them are against Houston. So, yeah, he figured out Houston last week, and Tony Romo praised him for figuring it out like that. But I think disparage a good name of Tony Romo. Vrabel has. Super Bowl experience, just not as a head coach. His defensive coordinator has Super Bowl experience as a defensive coordinator with the Patriots. It's their GM has Super Bowl experience with the Patriots. Their backup running back is Deion Lewis. Right. Their number one corner, Logan Ryan. It's a lot of, I mean, Malcolm Butler's there too, but he's on IR. A lot of this is in the favor of Tennessee. And they and and I'm sorry. This may offend Kansas City fans. Arrowhead's not as tough as it used to be. No, I think uh unfortunately you saw the guard kind of come down from Arrowhead and Gillette this year. Yeah. Both of them. It just it doesn't seem it just isn't you don't you don't really fear going in there like you used to because you had some really mediocre teams come in. And kind of t- steal your lunch money in your own house. When the Dolphins are coming in, when you have to win and beating you in your own place. Right. Sorry, guys. When when Denver, I think Denver came. Yeah, Denver came to town and beat the Chiefs. Yeah, a couple other teams did too. Indianapolis. It's just it. Andy Reid, all time, is one in five in conference championships. It was one in four in Philly. And. Okay. Oh, yeah, he won one. What happened two weeks later? Well, I'll tell you what. If he gets his team off to the start last week, this week that he did last week, yeah, he's going to be one and six. I, I I agree with that. Because if Tennessee gets out to an – I said it last episode too. If Tennessee gets out to an early lead and they can just hand Derrick Henry the ball and they only have to pass once every five or ten plays, and they just – especially if they can score, if they can go down, if they get the ball first – and they have like an eight or nine minute drive and just run right downfield and and put up a touchdown. Everybody in that stadium is going to go, uh oh. Yep. Because they're going to think of what happened last week. Exactly. They're going to think about what happened two weeks ago in Gillette. And there's nobody who can take the time, kind of time off the clock for the Houston Texans that Derrick Henry can with the Tennessee Titans. And he's, he's no way. He's prime right now. He is, he is literally. Every carry, falling forward, getting extra yards. And that's that's big in a running game because instead of getting two, he's getting four. Yep. Instead of getting negative one, he's getting two. It's like that's how you extend drives. And then what happens in the third quarter, the fourth quarter? If he's continually to ram the ball down your throat, those three-yard runs aren't three-yard runs anymore. They're now six, seven. 15 because your defense is just beat up and your problem your weak spot on kansas city is their defense and i want to see the i want to see the injury report before the game on sunday because chris jones didn't play last week and chris jones is their best defense alignment right he is their defensive tackle and it's gonna be a huge problem and it will get ugly early if he's not there and I'll throw this nugget at you. What's that? Andy Reid is sixth all time in total wins. We're talking regular season playoffs. Okay. He's the only one at the top six that does not have a ring. That's and we're talking pre merger, so we're talking world championships and Super Bowls. Wow, so he even gave him more leeway and it didn't matter. Right. I'll, I'll say this much. Uh, you know, as far as. You know, we all, we all know what Tom Brady is mm-hmm. as far as what he's going to do. He's not going to he's not going to win any games with his legs. Maybe bouncing around the pocket, but what Tennessee was able to do to Lamar Jackson was seemed like completely confuse him. He had some nice runs down the stretch of the game after I think the defense kind of laid up a little bit because they're like, oh, we're not getting anybody hurt. We're up by two scores. Uh as far as pure passer goes. 
I take Patrick Mahomes all day. Yeah. As far as elusive electric running goes, I think Lamar has got him all day. If they're able to put that kind of pressure on Lamar Jackson, who can move around like nobody's business, they're going to be able to pressure Patrick Mahomes. And I know you had the Chiefs, loudmouth receivers come out and say, oh, we feel nobody can cover us. Well, that's fine. I mean, you're going to say that you're the receivers. You're not going to say, yeah, we're screwed. But I'm going to tell you, it's going to be really, really hard. That's why I think Kelsey's going to have a really good game because it's going to be really hard when you have Logan Ryan blitzing from the corner position and you have that defense able to do the things they can do and mix things up, putting pressure on Mahomes. You went into two of the hardest places to play, and you didn't just beat those teams. You you looked like the number one seed going in against both New England and Baltimore. And now you're going to go with a Kansas City team that has not looked the same as they did last year? Man, I don't know. And, I think this is Tennessee's game to lose. And Tennessee, I'm not, I don't want to use the, the term they're playing with house money. They're, they may not have. This is, again, I'll say this like San Francisco. They might not have this run because they have to pay the quarterback and the running back. And you might not have one of them. Or maybe you have both, but now you have to siphon off other pieces. And if it's on the defense, you siphon off pieces on the defense, now you're just a little less. And if you have to siphon off some of that offense, obviously A.J. Brown's not going anywhere. But you have, you have to move pieces in and out on offense. It's not but the Mariota's money is going to be freed up. So, yes, that's going to help. That's going to help a little bit. It'll help a little bit. I mean, he was a first-round pick, but... He was a top-two pick. Uh, it's only so much. But then you also have players' uh, contracts going up. Right. Um, I, this might be Tennessee's shot. It especially Especially with some of the other powerhouses in the, in the AFC. Baltimore, you think he's got to come back. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Kansas City's not going anywhere. Do you think I think Buffalo doesn't look like it's going to go anywhere? No. Uh, Tom Brady comes back to New England. They're they're still where you know they still have Bill. They'll still have Tom. Even if he doesn't, they're going to find someone who can play that position. And they're I'm not just, starting that season with Jared Stidham, right? And and you still have to, even though we won't respect them, you still have to put Houston on that map. Oakland, we don't know where they're at. Or well, it won't be Oakland next year. It'll be Las Vegas. There'll be something next year, so you might not have that. Yeah, four and twelve. Right, and and you you would say Pittsburgh had a down year, even though they almost made the playoffs. They'll have Big Ben back. Right, they get big. They get Big Ben back. Now you, now you might not have as many wins. Now you're in. A, now you're in a, a fight. And that's a so, that's a really proud team that has, that wants to win and has ownership that's motivated to win. Also, yeah, this isn't a team where the owners like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. Like Pittsburgh will do what it has to do to win. And I just, I just think, here's your opportunity. Now, Kansas City, I don't want to get too too far down this path, but I do want to bring it up. He's been in Kansas City for seven years. We're talking, I think Not he's long got... long already, wow. Yeah, I think he's got at least one or two one seeds, I want to say. He's got... Well, they were last year. Right. But, I mean, other than that, I think they got at least two. Um, definitely, I mean, they had second seed this year. They probably have a couple other. I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, he doesn't have a Super Bowl appearance in Kansas City yet. And this offense, albeit with Alex Smith, wasn't as explosive as it is with Patrick Mahomes, but it's still, it was a pretty good offense with, with Alex Smith. And you still can't get yourself over that hill. You you just you've been to the, he's been to the Super Bowl once, and he had again his same issues: time management, timeouts, play calling, unaware of what's going on in in, in real time, because the same problem happens consistently. His head is in the play chart. He's trying to figure out what the next play is, and then if he's they're on defense, he's got his head in the play art, play chart, trying to figure out what he's going to do, instead of handing that responsibility to his offensive coordinator and trying to control the game. It's not. It, 
if I'm Kansas City and he loses this game, we sit down and we deeply consider yeah. as the GM, and I don't know how long the GM's been there because his, his, his neck might be on the line too. I deeply consider, is Andy Reid the guy? Hey, if he can't win with the group he has now, he's he, not going to. He should have won last year. Yeah. Make no make no bones about it. They should have won that game. And because D4 jumped off sides, they lost. Because they had that game won. Yeah, that was going to be wrapped up. And they could have still won it after that. You don't win this game? He's got to go. To answer your earlier question, that was last year I believe was their first number one seed under Andy Reid. Okay. Still a prolific, still a prolific offense with Alex Smith, and now with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Even more so with Mahomes, right? And all that talent at receiver, you can run the ball. You have arguably the best tight end in football. And if you can't win with this, forget it. You 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 have to look at yourself in the mirror as the Chiefs owner, and they the Hunts are a proud. Lineage, they go way back. The the trophy for the AFC is named after their original owner. Do you think they want to go two years in a row with another team walking out on their field after the AFC Championship game and taking the trophy with their team's damn name on it? No way. That is embarrassing. That would I would I would be insulted as a Kansas City Chiefs fan if two years in a row that hunt trophy is walking out of the building. Going to another city, and your head coach has no answers. With this offense, when you added LaShawn McCoy, when you added Hardman, to make it more of an open, prolific offense than it already was. You gambled on, on Mahomes for only taking those few weeks off after his dislocated uh, kneecap. And now you're going to probably have to make him the highest paid player in league history to not keep him. Pro- not probably. You will have to. Oh, yeah. And now you're going to have to start decide- making those tough decisions. Your defense is already crappy as it is. You're going to have to make it worse. All right, speaking of tough decisions, let's get down to our choices for this game. Yep. What do you got? Tennessee. Okay, after that little awkward dance. So do I. And uh, score? I got 31-27, Tennessee. 27-26. Oh, okay, close. I got uh, Showtime Mahomes. Yes, sir. Leading passer. Same. Leading rusher. <clears throat> oh, big Hank. Yeah, I don't I don't see anybody else out dueling Derrick Henry in that spot. And for leading receiver, I have Zeus, Mr. Travis Kelsey. I have one Mr. A.J. Brown. My boy. I mean, I'm a believer in A.J. Brown, but, man, they just haven't had to throw the ball enough in Tennessee for him to be a factor. But maybe they will this weekend. Who knows? It'll be interesting. Uh, Tennessee's made me a believer, though. I think they can go into Kansas City and win. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Because we, we agree, San Fran's, we, we believe San Fran's going to win. Can you imagine you have to go into New England beat the Patriots? Yep. In the Baltimore beat the Ravens. Mm-hmm. In the Kansas City beat the Chiefs. Yep. And then in the biggest game of the year, you have to try to beat the 49ers, whose defense has been prolific. You want to talk about earning a championship if you That's, do? Wow. That's and a hell say, of a run. And I'll say this. Tennessee wins, San Francisco wins. And we'll talk about this on um, not next episode, but the episode after that. Or when we decide to do our – our pre-Super Bowl show. It's not a gimme to pick San Francisco. No. Not in that situation. Not with Derrick Henry there. No. It is not a gimme. I'll leave it off with this. <clears throat> Can you say he loses? I think the Hunts respect the playoffs enough to wait until the Super Bowl's over, the day after the Super Bowl, Andy Andy Reid will be fired. No, no, no. He'll he'll it'll be it'll be more amicable than that. It'll be. Oh, you you think it's going to be the old? I think it'll be. We've decided just to part ways mutually. Thing. I'm going a little bit colder because he hasn't. Well, he hasn't wronged your team. I no, mean. he hasn't. But it's the same thing. It was the same thing at Philly, although. 
I think he. T- I think if I looked at his stats correctly, he didn't make the playoffs in his last season with Philly. But still, it's the same thing because he had a lot of first place finishes in the division. I'm sure he had a couple of first place or first seeds or second seeds. Uh, and uh, clearly, he made five five NFC NFC Championship games. It's just you can only deal so much. I don't want to say medi- um, mediocrity, but you can only deal with being the bridesmaid for so long. Oh, sure. Especially when you're the Kansas City Chiefs. You're one of the original teams from the AF- AFL. Your your owner was one of the, I think he was one of the people that, that helped the merger come together. And I may be speaking out of turn on that. But I know the Hunts, Clark Hunt, and and the whole Hunt family has been a a very powerful force in the NFL. You think they're going to stand continuously for being mediocre? Well, no, I wouldn't say they're mediocre. But here's the thing: I use that with a little bit of hesitation. Here's the thing: I think, and I'll I'll close on this. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if. Andy Reid, if they do end up doing that and they you know do the whole part ways thing because he hasn't gotten him over that hump, uh, I can tell you right now who their next head coach is. Who's that? Josh McDaniels. Because they think every option is gone, and you, if you're Josh McDaniels, you could not walk into a better situation from an offensive standpoint. I'd want to see what direction they want to go. Just because they just had a guy. For seven years, have his face stuffed inside the playbook while the defense is on the field. Okay. And do they want to go the route that the Ravens went and now the Giants went? And they want a guy who's going to step back and just be that facilitator. Look at Mike Vrabel right now. If he, if they end, if that end up, ends up being the case, Mike Vrabel was on. I mean, he wasn't a coach under Belichick, but he was under the Belichick learning tree. Yeah. Look at all these guys coming up under the Belichick learning tree. They want, they're going to want to get their hand in there. Yeah, and if you can't you can't fire an Indy Reid and then bring in Joe Schmo from the front office oh, of some yeah. other team. You have to bring in a name. You have to bring in somebody that's. Gonna, and they're not going to bring a college coach in to try to coach these guys. No. They're going to bring in a pro coach. I don't think they do it. I honestly think that if if they do do it and fire him, it'll be well, it won't be a firing. It'll be on mutual terms. I don't think even if they lose this game horrifically, I, I don't see them letting Andy Reid go. Because they know, and despite my criticism of Andy Reid in the playoffs as a coach, how are they going to do any better? What's out there that's going to better Andy Reid? So, not that they're going to have him long-term, but if he doesn't do it this year, they say, okay, we'll give you one more year. I mean... Well, I'll, 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 I'll answer your question here. Maybe they look at Robert Sala with the San Francisco 49ers, a defensive coordinator, and they say, maybe that's our guy. And, and and then you bring in you, and then you can try to convince Eric Bieniemy to stay on, and say Robert's going to get this defense because every guy they bring in is just a Steve Spagnola, who's done miracles with a defense that is crappy. Is still this defense is still not good enough, so maybe Robert Sala can come in, reform that defense. Be the head coach. Be the beacon of – be like a, a Mike Rabel who can just stand in front of the group and just be confident in himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And he can stand there and say, Eric, you're going to run the offense. This is your baby. Run it like you would like you want to run it. And he'll have his he, – because then Eric Bambi can have his, his face stuffed in the playbook all he wants as long as Robert's standing there on the sideline being – because you don't see – you don't see Mike Rabel – or Bill Belichick or John John Harbaugh with their face stuffed inside a no, play, they're watching the game, play yeah. chart. They're paying attention. You see, Pete Carroll, what does he do? Besides chew gum obnoxiously? Besides that. Watches his team. Right. Like they're, they're, The best coaches, and the, the only reason why Bill Belichick's known as defense coordinator because they all everyone says he's a genius on defense. If you didn't know that, you wouldn't know which side of the ball. He's more catered towards. No. And that's what you want in the head coach. Is you don't. John Har- John Harbaugh 
was the special team coordinator. Yeah. And then he got the job. So definitely be a lot of uh that's my thoughts definitely be a lot of uh, uh good uh quality discussions for the off season yep which unfortunately is is quickly approaching scary yeah it's hard to believe it's already been uh almost the whole season we've been doing right. this right. maybe next week we'll talk about the pro bowl yeah let's let's figure out something else maybe antonio brown will do something else stupid and save us from having to do that maybe well, okay he will well it depends if we can actually talk about it because he's not exactly a pg rated but if you would like to, and we hope you do, make your banker tank playoff picks, and we're hoping everybody who has been participating continues to, or just let us know what you, uh, the good, bad, and ugly of what we said today, please, please do so. And Ben, how can they do that? Well, they're going to hit us up on uh, Twitter. That's Ben Chris Talk FO1. Uh, you can check out our post. On Instagram, that's Ben underscore Chris Talk Football. And then you can message us, talk to us, uh, look at the posts. Um, Banker Tech post will be up sometime on Friday. Uh, that's Ben and Chris Talk Football. And Chris brought it up last episode. If you don't want to put, you don't want to reveal your picks and you don't want to waste the last minute, yeah, message just us. Message us directly. Um, and I'll have it stored so that way it's on the record before uh, three oh five forty, I believe is a no six forty is the NFC. Yeah, three oh five is the AFC. Yeah, yeah. so Kick-off you have till three oh five on Sunday to get those picks in. Liz, you're in front, but you got a bunch of people right behind you. Yeah, don't blow it now, Liz. You're almost there. But we'll see what happens. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. For Ben, I am Chris. Please make your banker tank picks, and we will see you after the championship games right back here Wednesday morning. Thank you.